Alternative Radio. Uh, pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions and the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded comic for this here episode is coming out of Kickstarter with another me. Another me live right now on Kickstarter. Uh, watch the world burn in this psychological thriller, people. Watch it burn. We have to warn you right from the start. It's dark madness. It's dark madness. They're, they're warning me, I guess, to, to, to warn you that it's dark. Uh, so, yeah, first-time creators, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited for a first-time creator. It's essentially, it's exploring a, uh, well, a science fantasy type of mature situation with some superheroes and some bad apples and some murderers and some hackers and it's it's just a recipe for deliciousness um so i'm i'm pumped i'm pumped to check it out there's still a little bit of time left a little bit of time left to hide hot head on over to kickstarter and support another me live right now proudly brought to me by inked marketing solutions to bring to you podcast recommendations you ask brian wayne here co-curator of the apocalypse and i know that sounds gnarly that's because it is gnarly man the apocalypse what is the apocalypse the apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast independent podcast the internet has to offer so instead of trying to go to twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get twitter famous podcast recommendations please just think the apocalypse man and it's ironic because the apocalypse is only the beginning it's only the beginning just go to podchaser.com it's it's in the top list the top list in the whole world so whether you're looking for true crime sports uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the Apocalypse. It's like the Apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 311. The 311th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a bonus creator corner. Why is it a bonus? Because, well, it's just about goddamn time I put this episode out. I know just recently I put out another random, sporadic, out-of-order interview, but once again, I just... I get so many requests for people, and so many of them I want to say yes to, but unfortunately, if I were to stick to the one a week standard then not everybody's gonna get their 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 moment on time you know and with this one i feel bad you know doug wagner this was actually a patreon episode for a really long time um you know i've i've this one has been in the books you know when we talked his campaign was already over so i wasn't really you know I, i wasn't in any rush to 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 promote you know, but, um, it's, 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 it's fucking time. You know, I, this, this conversation has been ringing in my head for, uh, way too long. I had a blast talking to Doug. I feel absolutely terrible that it took so long to get this interview out, but it's time. It's time. In the 311th episode, um, he, he, uh, he had a campaign on Indiegogo called Yumi. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how Indiegogo works. I don't know if you can go back and still, um, get the, the books, uh, I, I'm not 100% on that, but just, hmm, 
Uh, we talk all about this. I will go ahead and say that there was a, a brief moment in this episode where I was uh, incredibly distracted. Um, my, my, my daughter started screaming and banging on the door out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know if you can catch that part in the audio, but what you may find is that I, I have a brain glitch. You know, um, Doug's talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, and the comic book is good, too. Or I, I just said, like, the most nonsensical whatever, you know, and you may or may not notice it. I just, I know that I sat and I cringed at myself for the rest of the, the uh, interview. I mean, not that I wasn't paying attention to Doug, but, um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm okay. I did not have an aneurysm for a second. I'm, I'm fine. But um, uh, with, with, with that being said, I'm really, really, really excited to finally get this episode out to the masses. Um, without further ado, I bring to you the incredibly talented Doug Wagner. All right, Doug Wagner, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How's your day going? Excellent. Excellent. And as I say every time, it's always better as soon as I start hitting recording or even when the call comes in on Skype. I'm uh, I'm always excited. I love talking to the people that make the things I love. And you, sir, you have quite the resume to talk about. That's that's for sure. I'm uh, I'm, I'm mighty impressed. Okay. The fact that you reached out to me, that it was a uh, uh, it, it was a great feeling knowing that people like you are here and here in the show and know that its existence is real. So um, I really do appreciate you taking the time, and I am so excited to talk comics with you, Doug. Yeah, I mean, I'm always excited to talk comics, and dude, it's honestly a pleasure to be on the show. For thanks, thanks for having me. Right on, right on. Well, before we get into the the, the task at hand, you, me, the thing that you're uh, you're on your press tour for, we we, we gotta we gotta let any fans out there know uh, who who Doug Wagner really is. Before we uh -oh. get into the works, we, we we gotta we gotta dive into an origin story like every great has. Um, so. I have to ask the lame but important question, uh, what point did comics become a, a part of your life? Were you a young reader or were you a late bloomer like myself? I was definitely a young reader. I started yeah. um, back on the, <clears throat> sorry, I started back on the uh, spinner racks at 7-Eleven. Uh, so, nice, I mean, I was probably like five or six when I picked up my first one. And we're talking about, you know, I started out with like Casper the Friendly Ghost and Hot Stuff. And the Flintstones nice. was a big one for me. I loved the Flintstones back then. And then uh, just kind of graduated probably when I was about seven or eight to like I, I saw a Fantastic Four cover that had Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom on it and was just drawn in. All and right. From that day forward, I was like a massive superhero fan. So then it, uh, you know, anything and everything I could get my hands on then at that point. Because, you know, in the spinner racks, you never knew if you were going to get the next issue or not. It was just like, you know, you had to pick and choose what you were going to get. And yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine that frustration. Um, I mean, because I'm a Wednesday warrior, I have a very extensive pull list. Um, so on the days where just not knowing if I was going to be able to get, I don't know, I don't think my OCD would be able to handle that. <laughs> I, I really don't. So kudos to all the collectors out there that had to deal with all of that. But um, it, it's awesome, you know, growing up Flintstones and Casper and then, you know, excelling into the, the superhero stuff. Were there any certain superheroes that you're particularly drawn to? You, were you an X-Men reader or a Spider-Man fan? Or? It, it, you know, I, I kind of tinkered with all of it until I, okay. and it was the uh, Days of Future Past. I picked up that first episode and that kind of like changed my life. You know, it's kind of like, oh my God, you can write comics like this? You know, and, and then... From that day forward to this day, I'm still a massive Uncanny X-Men fan. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's my favorite comic of all time. 
I love it. I love it. And it, it, you can't go wrong there either. You you really can't. Um, so uh, awesome, awesome. Did you uh, was it always um, Marvel or I mean, was there? Uh, I mean, because uh, I, I see it, you doing DC. I mean, yeah, it sounds like um, Marvel got you into it, but DC really skyrocketed oh, yeah. you. Um, so it's 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 awesome. It's awesome to see, you know, just. Uh, I don't know. People say you're either Marvel or you're DC, but no. Like your your story proves that you know, man. You can love all of this. Uh, it's 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 amazing. Um, I I have to ask. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I was I was gonna segue, but I'm gonna save it. Uh, let, let's let's talk about breaking in. You know, um, at what what point did you realize this is what you want to do for a living? Um, this is this is, this is my thing. Yeah, it's um it okay. all started basically uh, back in high school. Believe it or not, Cully Hamner and I went to the same high school, and yeah, we were two years okay. apart. So he was a freshman when I met him, or sophomore. I can't. No, he's a sophomore. You know, he's sitting next to me at the desk and he's kind of doodling a superhero. And I was like, dude, like, are you into comics? Because, of course, back then, that was a top secret club that nobody wanted to admit they were in, you know, in public. And, uh, mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, dude, I love it. So he and I just kind of hit it off. We both loved comics and started talking comics. And, you know, we, as you get into that, like, hey, let's talk about this story. What did you like? What you didn't like? And then we started just, like, creating our own superheroes. And it, it, it dawned on me when I was, like, 17. And I was like, you know... I'm kind of writing comics here, like, and I had no direction up until that point, and it just kind of a flip, you know, switch flipped, and I went, I want to write comics. I and love so it. that, yeah, I remember the day, like to this day. Oh man, see, uh, I I often hear, you know, I was uh, I did screenplays or I tried novels, and then eventually I found comics, but to just accidentally find comics and that that be the start of your your creative career that, that's a beautiful thing and to to you know go to school with Cully Hammer and you know just automatically have a an artist sidekick to just kind of you know knock ideas around with and ah it's a beautiful thing and it, it, it's a shame that it was so like you said yeah. it was a secret club back then I mean Ah, uh, you know people are banging down the doors to get in that club now. Like, that's 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 the crazy thing. I mean, people are coming from every direction to get into the club. So ah, you knew early, and I love it. And it shows, it shows. Uh, you you've worked with some amazing artists in your career, though. Some absolutely amazing artists, Brian oh, yeah. Stelfreeze. I mean, it's ah, uh, I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Yumi here. I mean, it's just you you you, you clearly. I have a very uh, a broad palette as far as the, uh, the the stories that you want to tell, and I think that's really important if you want any type of you know, longevity in your career. So, so again, it shows. Uh, this is awesome. Um, let's uh, well let, let's talk a little bit more into just kind of breaking. And you realize that okay, this is the thing now. I'm in high school. I'm making these 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 comics. Uh, do any of these characters that you were doodling and coming up with as a 17 year old do they exist in anything that we are we, you know we're, no. we've seen today that you've put yeah, out every, or was that everything just, was straight you know, up typical that's, that's, you know, superhero i mean we were kind of doing our own slant on it and and um it almost made it like uh you know if you want to talk like like the the day i broke in kind of thing um kelly hamner and i pitched that original team that we made to malibu comics back in the day when kelly was doing firearm and the editor there, Hanks Canals, loved it. And so they bought it. Um, they were about to, you know, we were getting ready to publish it, all that kind of stuff. Marvel bought them and shut them down. So you know, that, that, uh, that team never made it to the, to the, uh, uh, to the stand. 
Oh, man. Uh, what was oh, the yeah. name of this um, team, could you say? I think back then, I know it's going to sound a little cheesy, because, you know, it was the, the early 90s when this, but we were, it, at that time, it was called Magnum 357. Magnum, yeah. that's actually pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. I'd but pick that title. Basically, sure. it, it, the whole concept oh. behind it was like it was a team of uh, not high-level superheroes, but like lower-powered superheroes. And they were, each city had okay. one of these Magnum teams. And they were hired by the government to kind of like, they were kind of the police force for superheroes. Yeah. Ah, all right. I, I dig it. I dig it. See, this, is, this sounds like <laughs> yeah. something that should be picked up. What the yeah, hell? We had, I mean, dude, Marvel? Was, yeah, we, we spent probably, <laughs> I mean, Kelly and I loved that group. And we probably spent five or six years just playing with them and writing stories about them and trying to figure out how they work and that kind of stuff. And yeah, we had a blast. That's awesome. Has there ever been any, uh, I, I imagine oh, yeah. the two are still kind of in touch. Um, uh, uh, has there ever been any talks of just saying, no, let's, let's just do it. Screw yeah. it. We don't need publishers we now. Have, you know, we haven't I mean, gone it, back and visited that yet. I mean, it, the, trying to do a superhero comic when you're, you know, in these day, this day and age, I mean, obviously Image is starting to, to tap into that a little bit more, but it's, it's tough to try to compete with Marvel and DC on the stand with a superhero book. Um, it is. But I'll say the pandemic has changed really my outlook on a lot of that stuff. So I, I wouldn't say that's impossible now. I think it was more impossible before the pandemic than it is now. I think now I'm like, you know, we might be able to make that happen. Yeah, no, um, uh, the, the pandemic in a lot of ways really has uh, changed the game in comics for a lot of really good ways. And honestly, mm -hmm. Kickstarter, I think, being the biggest one. I mean, what, what the pandemic has done for Kickstarter and Kickstarter creators and really just the hope for any creators out there in comics, it's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I mean, you're, you, you don't need to crowdfund a comic. You have a name you could put on anything. You have a following. But here you are. You're, I mean, you're on Kickstarter right now, and you're, you're doing a comic like so many other greats are doing. You know, I've had Monty Michael Moore. I know he was probably one of the first ones I had on us right at the beginning of the pandemic, and he had to be talked into doing it. He was very like, I don't think this is can do a superhero. Like I, I, I can't. But then boom, I mean, blew his goals out of the water. I mean, and I'm seeing it over and over and over again right now. I mean, yeah. Yumi, it's, it's you, you did it. You're on to stretch goals. Congratulations. So it's, yeah, no, the, the, the game really has changed, and it does give hope to, you know, the superhero genre once again, because the, I think the audience yes. is just so much more broad um, with, with Kickstarter. I think Kickstarter followers yeah. are, I mean, it's almost like a cult. You know, I, I, I see people all the time. I've backed 750 Kickstarters. How many have you backed? Yeah, I'm like, I, I thought I was cool with 50. <laughs> like, this is, it's, it's like a competition to see how supportive you can be. And, and that's really what it is. It's a, it's, it's a support. When it comes to, you know, buying books off the, the shelves, a lot of times it's not always for the sake of support. You know, and it, it, it's, it, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But it's just, I, I feel like... Kickstarters well, you, brought the community together. You can together. successfully fund a and, project with, say, 200 to 1,000 people versus trying to, you know, in, in, in regular yeah. distribution, you have to sell 10,000 copies to basically fund your book. And that's not as easy as it used to be. You know, that's tough when you've got, you know, 500 other titles every month and, and everybody keeps up in their game, right? I mean, Marvel and DC and, and Image, and you've got, you know, look at the, the creators just in the past six months that have done an Image book, Scott Snyder and... And Rick Remender and all those guys, and, and every time they put out a oh, book, yeah. it's better than the last one. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, seriously, and I mean, it, uh, you take it's not even just Image. I mean, we still got Boom. Like, look what James Tinian's doing with Boom, and all of the, I mean, all of these indie companies are just doing huge things. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it really is crazy to see such a, a, a giant explosion in such a small amount of time over such a terrible, mm -hmm. terrible thing. But I, 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 comics really have prospered in the best way because of it, and. Ah oh, man, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I, I keep if you see me, I'm looking over to my uh, my right here. I'm looking at Yumi over. No, I can't stop looking away. From her. I probably should. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's great. It's great. I, I feel ultra privileged to actually have this in front of me right now, while so many people are just seething to to get their hands on it. Um, but I'm I'll have my hands on it physically as well. I promise. Uh, before. Before we get more into Yumi, let's talk about, you know, the, man, that some of the books that you've done, Doug, I, I, you have, I'm sitting here, I'm going through and I'm trying to write a list of all of them, and I get, finally I was like, you know what, I think I got <laughs> I enough over there. <laughs> There's so many, <laughs> so many, and that's, it's great, because I've heard of all of these, and, you know, I was going through and revisiting uh, uh, some of them, uh, uh, specifically, I, I think I want to talk nice. about The Ride and Gun Candy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I went through and I, it's just two two part series, right? I didn't well, miss it's, anything. It's kind of an anthology, so there's quite series. a few. Um, there's there's probably ten okay, to twelve books out. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Awesome. Well, I've definitely missed some stuff. Good job. I got some stuff to visit then. Um, but I I, I was uh, I'm. I've gone on record a, a bunch of times saying I'm not a fan of uh, just non-colored comics, but there's something. But uh, there's always exceptions. There's always exceptions, and there's something about the way Brian does does his art. Um, and it's not because, well, I, I guess you could say it's because I'm simple. But more than anything, I, color to me really helps me just kind of help differentiate the line work um, in that sense. But with this, I don't need color to do that. It, it's 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 just. Perfect, and I love the way that you tell the story, and it all works together. So I just I, I wanted to bring up something just kind of uh, a little bit older on your on your resume, just to you know bring that back to light. Um, and then going into uh, uh, Gun Candy, you know this is the same character, well, right? She that's was used in throughout the first the ride. issue of the ride, yeah. but and, it, and that's an issue. You know, it's it's kind of like okay. one of those deals where like you're talking about Harley Quinn or you know some of the other smaller characters that like you have them kind of do a spot in one issue and everybody sends in emails going, um, I want more of this. And so we got so much, um, mm -hmm. so many requests to see more of, of Lacey that Brian and I were like, let's do it. And, you know, obviously we didn't want to just do the regular ride thing. So we kind of gave her her own book and, you know, it had to be a little crazy as well. So, you know, gun candy is, you know, what we came up with. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, I, I really, I, I I know there's so much to talk about here. I, I, I wanted to bring that to light, though, for any anybody out there looking for anything new and different, um, that's something they may have missed. Uh, this is really something different. I can't say it's new anymore, but it's different. It's very different, and um, I, I, I really wanted to bring that to light because I enjoyed it. And I think if, if my listeners, I mean, the listeners that know me, for me to kind of boost a, uh, a grayscale book, I mean, they, 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 they know it's something. That's for damn sure. And I'm... This character Lacey throughout Gun Candy, she is, I mean, yeah. Harley Quinn on Eleven. I mean, she 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 is nuts. Uh, where 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 does she come from? Honestly, I mean, what, I mean where, you know, Brian and I, you know, a lot of times when, especially with when I'm when I'm working with Brian, Brian wants you to 
take, he always pushes you to go next level. And it was really important that we did something that both of us wanted to, to read ourselves. And so when you start diving into that, you realize like, man, so I've got to make this more unique than anything else I've written. Because when I'm, look, when I'm personally looking for stuff, I'm looking for stuff I haven't seen before. Like the stories I love are the stories that I, have, you know, I can't predict. And so as Lacey started developing, you know, it was just like, man, let's make her, you know, instead of doing the, the very stoic, uh, what we tend to see, you know, in, in action movies with female leads is they make them a little stoic and unemotional. And we were like, well, let's go the exact opposite of that. You know, and so, yeah. And that's exactly what she is, too, man. Like she, she is hyper and all over the place and yeah. in your face, quite literally. And, oh, it's, uh, she's, she, she really is awesome. I, I enjoy yeah, I mean, the hell out of her. She's fun to write, too, because she's so different uh, than me. Like, she's just crazy and insane and, and, you know, try to give, like, you know, with the gun candy, we kind of wanted to give her, like, a, an, an origin story. And we wanted to make it as odd, but based in samurai more as much as possible so you know it's like using all those old kung fu and samurai movies to kind of like write a modern tale mafia tale right yeah 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 no i, I loved it i loved it I, I mean i'm a big fan of a book that can make me laugh and while, while with all of the, the the violence that's going on through this i find myself chuckling at every punch you know because it's it's just delivered so well it, it, it really is a a, a perfect oh, book I, I i dug the hell out of it um, uh, how far, uh, into your resume was the ride and gun candy? I mean, uh, I guess, uh, how far into your well, career? Well, here's, here's the, and this is a little bit more of the breaking in story, right? So the Malibu thing that I told you about was probably about, like I said, it was, it was the early, early nineties. And when that fell apart, um, I found it almost impossible to pick up more work because I hadn't technically been published except in one book. This whole thing that we were going to do with this new team didn't happen. And so again, I was back to square one of like, nobody knew who I was. And it took about 10 years for me to get to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm tired of rejection and sending in pitches that never see the light of day. And I got together with my friend Kevin Gardner. And we just said, you know, what? let's start doing books. And so the ride was that book, that ride was that like defiant book of like, I'm just going to do my comic myself. Good. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome because it it really it, it shows it's so against the grain. It, it is, and and in the best way, obviously. But to to know that that was the book that 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 I guess really kind of set you off and lit the fire. That oh, that, that makes yeah. me appreciate it that much more. Just that much more. That that that's awesome, man. That that's so cool. Um, so what was it like when you finally got that in with Image? You know, and after all of this, just heartache and rejection, and you having it so close, and then, uh, well, I guess it's not Mickey Mouse at the time, but now Mickey Mouse just pulling the rug out from underneath you. I mean, what what was that initial holy shit I made it feeling for you? Do you yeah, remember I mean, that day as when well Image as... accepted it, it was, uh, like, you know, back in, this is back when, I mean, we put together like this really nice package, printed package of ride proposals. Um, even had like a string around it, you know, that, that connected to a little spot that had a key on it, like for a Camaro. And so, you know, we'd spent, Brian and I had spent nice. days putting that package together. And, um, you know, you never know when you send that. I've, I've been so used to your rejection that you just kind of, you know, you get thick skin on it. But when they called and said, hey, we're going to do this book, there's that immediate, like, yay, and then, oh, my God, at the same time. Like, now I have to deliver. You know, it's like, you know, on this promise that you put together right. in this pitch that it's going to be something 
as good as what you told them it was going to be. So yeah, there's a, there's a bit of like anxiety and, you know, like this, like, oh my God, I, I finally, you know, have a book coming out. So, you know, it's, it's a, uh, I mean, after 10 years of struggling and getting a lot of rejections, I mean, it, it was definitely like, oh, thank goodness. Like finally, you know, it, I probably, I probably wrote that high for a solid week. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. It's deserved. It's deserved. I mean, it's, especially after all that, knowing that you have something too, and then just things not working out. Oh man, I, I, I'm glad that you did enjoy that because I've 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 heard this story before, and they just say, well, I mean, it was uh, work now, and you know, and I, I get that too. I get that too, and it, I mean that because of that feeling, you know, a lot of people they they've gone on and done great things, but I think it's important to 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 enjoy the moments, um, you know, especially. Oh, yeah. the, the big ones like yeah. that. I mean, that, that's a big moment. Um, other than uh, DC, have you worked I've with done, any um, other companies besides a, Image? Witchblade Red Sonia crossover that was with Top Cow and Dynamite. That's right. And, um, that's right. Yeah, you know, that that again. That's everybody right. I worked with, it, so far, everybody I worked with has been great. But yeah, that both of those both of those companies were fantastic. Um, you, you've been known to, uh, take on other IPs and characters before. I mean, with Witchblade yeah. and Red Zone, I mean, you did Red. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, I, I, I love that movie so much. And to just find out recently that was turned into a comic, <laughs> I've got something in my shopping cart now. I can't wait to, <laughs> that, I, I can't wait to see Doug Wagner's Red. That's, that's going to be amazing. Uh, Boondock Saints. So I mean, you you've you've taken on these IPs before. Is that do you find that to be more stressful or less stressful yeah, than a, doing your own creation? It's the same level of stress because I'm always trying to you know I mean as a creative you you've got these demons always whispering in your ear you know of, of this isn't good enough kind of stuff. Um, but it's a different kind of stress than when you're working on your own thing because when you're working on your own thing you're worried about maybe not taking it far enough. You know that maybe you're writing a little too vanilla on some stuff. Um, when you're writing with somebody else's IP, there's this level of like, am I making it good enough for the people that created it? And that's a different level of stress and a little bit tougher. I, I won't lie, I think I struggle a little bit more with I, other people's IPs than I do with mine because of that. Like I'm, I'm like, what would what would yeah. Brian want me to write? You know, if if he created Boondock Saints versus sometimes I got to take a step back and go, no, I need to make it Doug. Like, I don't need to worry about what Brian wants. I need to worry about, mm. is this good enough for Doug? And so that, that conflict sometimes can, can throw me off. Yeah, I, I've always wondered that, and I don't think it's, it's ever dawned on me to ask that question, because, I mean, it, I couldn't imagine how stressful it would be. You know, you take on something like Boondock Saints. Yeah. Or, I mean, Red. You know, it's, it, it, to know that there's a fan base behind that, and then you're going to turn it into a whole different medium but then, at the same time, it'd be successful and well-received. And, I mean, that's... Uh, all oh, yeah, that I mean, especially, especially if it gets well-received. Like, the Red one was, you know, they, they called me, and I don't know if you know this, but Cully Hamner was the co-creator of Red. So, like, the comic book he created with Warren Ellis was the one they made into the movie. And so, here's my best friend from high school. DC calls me to do one of the books for the movie. And then they pick Samuel Jackson for me to write. Or no, 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 sorry. Not Samuel Jackson. Um, uh. Oh, Lord. Why, why is he skipping? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So I've got to do the Morgan oh, Freeman man. book. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. What a voice. So how oh, do you what do a the dialogue for Morgan Freeman <laughs> in a comic book? So, yeah, there was a lot of, like, uh, there was a lot of stressors uh. there because obviously I didn't want to let down, you know, not only DC but Cully 
And then, you know, here I'm, I'm dealing with a character that everybody knows when they hear him, right? I mean, there's no doubt when you see and hear or you hear Morgan Freeman's voice, you're like, oh, my God, that's Morgan Freeman. It's an incredible character just in who he is. And, whoo, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of stressors there. But, like, once I turned it in and the, the Hollywood people in D.C. were like, we love this, then, you know, then it finally, like, after that, the release, you know, then you're like, okay, let's go get a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I don't know why it escaped me that, that, that Red was actually yeah. originally based off of a comic. And to, to, to know that it was the guy that you grew up doing comics with, I mean, it, it's all too perfect. I don't know why I didn't put all that together. But that's what I'm here There for. it is, right in front of me. That's, oh, exactly, that's what these are for, right? <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I still, I, I want to see your take as well, because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a super fan. Um... Ah, uh, man, so you got the, the the ride broke you in, you're doing indie comics, you're kicking ass. At what point does DC around, come it, The ride came out in 2004, and I started getting DC custom work probably about 2006, 2007. And the interesting part about that story is the editor from Malibu, Hank Knoltz, was now the editor at DC Custom. And he's like, it's about time we get back together. Like, I really appreciated your work back then. Nobody ever got to see it. I've got some work for you. So, Batman's putting yeah, together a yeah. team called Magnet 57. It was kind of cool. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, Hank and I just stayed friends because we immediately hit it off when we met when we were doing the stuff for Malibu. And uh, when Malibu closed, you know, obviously he didn't have a comic book thing going on and but we still stayed friends you know and i never understood people that like only stayed friends with people because they thought they'd get them something you know yeah yeah no that's that's in in the end that's the attitude that's going to get you nowhere because you know this is a really small community everybody's paying attention to everybody whether you realize it or not you're on someone's radar so yeah no it's that ain't going to get you anywhere in this industry so it's 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 nice to know that you know you you have that 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 sense of well I just I mean understanding that this is such a, a tight knit community and one one bad misstep could really I mean yeah. and not even publicly no something mm-hmm. that maybe no one would ever know about there could be for all I know there's a hundred creators that just uh, we're not hearing from them because they pissed off yeah. the, the creative community not maybe not necessarily the the publishers or the fans you know so it's a uh, it's important to know that and to, to, to remain friends with someone after, you know, essentially the dream was just kind of thrown under a rug. And then yeah. uh, it, it, it pays off years later when <laughs> he's <laughs> working for DC well, going, we were, hey, you know, man, we were headed down stuff. the same path of like we both um, love comics. So to me, it's never been about like, am I friends with somebody because they maybe can get me something? I'm friends with people because we get along and we love the same things and we can talk about comics or movies or whatever it is when we're talking on the phone and we just get along. Like, it doesn't matter what stage of life they're in, right? Like, but yeah, that's me, you know. Right. Uh, That's awesome. Um, So, uh, Batman. Yep. You get to write Batman. Um, uh, what was it? The uh, Arkham Origins that came first, uh, yeah. or they were really close to the same time. Um, um, I think I actually did Legend okay. of the Dark Knight first, and then Arkham Origins was like right on top of okay. it. Okay. Gotcha. 
Um, with, with Arkham Origins being based off of a video game, uh, did they, like, have to send you a PlayStation, be like, alright, do this, and then make it a comic, or, I mean, what was the process of well, writing a comic Well, interesting enough about that game? one, too, is it's a choose-your-own-adventure. So, there were several writers mm -hmm. on, the, on the team, and, and each one would take, like, you know, one of these Splinter Universe, kind of like, okay, so... If Batman makes this decision, Doug takes it. If Batman makes this decision, Jeff Lemire takes it. <clears throat> and so there was a group of us, which was fantastic. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, but no, they basically came to us with like, here's the basic thing we want to do. You guys take it and do, you know, go from there. So it was, they left us wide open to just do a Batman story. They weren't real concerned about whether it fit perfectly into the, the Arkham Origins, you know, video game or any of that kind of stuff. It was really just kind of like, hey, write a Batman story. What are versions of the characters? That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, who did you team up with artistically? Did you have the same artist for every, uh, or, throughout the whole you, way I in don't that remember, one? Or... Like, a lot of stuff with DC Custom, you never even know who your artist is because the writing all gets done long before they even get the artist going. Yeah. And so by the time I find, when okay. I find out the, who the artist is, it's usually when I buy the book. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Really? Wow. See, that's that's a little inside baseball I was not aware of. I I figured, I mean, as soon as you get the the script, they tell you exactly who's going to be drawing it. But I guess this I guess one that's was not so broad in scope wow. that I think they were a little worried about maybe putting one person out of the gate on it because it, it you know when you're dealing with DC Custom, you know, you're working for a gaming company or Blizzard or somebody like that, and there's a tight deadline. It can't be late. So I think they're they're a little bit more like, okay, so we're going to give this guy a shot, and then um. If he's not getting it done fast enough, then we'll get this other person on there. And, you know, as big as that book was, I think they, you know, they were kind of scared to go, we're just going to have one artist. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, man. We've uh, you've done Batman. You, 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 you've, you've blown Image away with so many titles, so many titles. But now you, you're taken to a whole new form with Kickstarter with you. Uh, Yumi. Yumi, and this is a badass name. Yep. Spy Fatale, Batty Royale. Like, come on, man. This is just the name alone awesome. sold. You got me. You got me. Spy Fatale. Uh, Batty Royale. I mean, just, uh, I, I went into this. I had this idea just based off the title. And um, I think I've gotten to as far as page nice. 25 now out of 109. And this is, this is what I hoped for. It really is. Um, it's it's outside of the grain that I would usually go for, but at the same time, I mean, just because I'm not a, a manga type of fan, but this isn't manga. No, the, the 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 little manga scenes in here are, I don't I don't know how to explain it. it it's just a, it's almost, I I really don't know how to explain it, but it's perfect. It it belongs in here. Um, it's 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 fun. Is what it is. Uh, it's it it's right. not really taken too seriously. Uh, it's it's it's. it's it's awesome, um, but uh, I don't know. This is, she's like a badass James Bond. Why don't you tell the people what this is instead of me just trying to figure this out? Because uh, based off the title, um, I, I I'm loving this though. What what is Yumi? Oh, I got Spy Fatale, Batty Royale. Well, so so it's cool, all about man. Yumi, her lead character, and she's in love with Richard. It just happens that Richard is British intelligence's top double O agent, and he goes missing. And so Yumi is going to get him back no matter what. And so that doesn't matter whether she has to burn down every intelligence agency of the world, fight megalomaniacs, or talk or fight each one of his ex-girlfriends. 
uh, she's going to do it. And like you kind of pointed out, like they're in trouble because she might be a better spy than any of them put together. And, you know, I kind of call her an anti-spy because she's not affiliated with any government or any of that kind of stuff. And, oh, by the way, she's been trained by maybe the world's greatest ninja. So, you know, like, <laughs> you, know, so you got yeah. katanas and kunai <laughs> and then all this high-tech stuff. Oh, and we, we threw in a sentient Lamborghini, you know, to kind of, like, have her as, as a sidekick. You know? oh. oh, that Lambo is so awesome. I mean, there, there is so much just... <sighs> Just bits of everything that people go get nostalgic over thrown in here. I mean, I, yeah. I see the Lamborghini. I'm like, Kit, I love it. You know, and you know, I just there's so many things in here that remind me of so many other beloved things, but still being in its own completely just unique realm of its own. You know, this, this is ah, I, I really do. I, I'm digging the hell out of this. Um, Point. The yeah. the artist on here, your art. Oh man, um, I I. Very, I don't know, I, I saw this, and I almost thought you had uh, Erica Henderson on here at first. Um, it's oh, just, yeah. Because uh, she, she's, a, she's a badass. She, she really is. Um, I, I love Erica Henderson. And then, uh, yeah. there, there, uh, Hoyt Silva. That's, I've seen this name around, and as soon as I went back, well, I saw the art, and then I went back and saw Hoyt Silva. I was like, ah, this is, that's why I recognize this. This is because it's a recognizable name. Um, amazing, amazing. What was the process of getting Hoyt on this? Because it's not like a publisher paired oh, yeah. you with it was, them. Um, you had to seek him out. Heroes Con a couple of years ago, Hoyt and I got sat next to each other. And we kind of known, we kind of heard each other. He was actually Brian Stelfry's uh, apprentice for a while. And so I knew of him. I didn't know him. But here we are okay. sitting next to each other at the show. And, you know, when you're at shows, you get a lot of dead time. You know, there's time, you know, so you start talking to you like your booth mates. And, uh... And we just started talking and kind of hit it off. You know, one of those things, again, where you're just talking to somebody and we like the same movies and we like the same comics and we like the same art and that kind of stuff. And he's like, man, I really like your, your work if you ever want to work together. And I was like, let's do it. And honestly, that's where it all came from. But the, the key thing for this one was we didn't want to worry about publishers and plans and how it was going to be published. We wanted to create something, that, again, like I talked about with Brian, Hoyt and I wanted to create something that we loved. We wanted to throw all those elements you already mentioned, you know, Kit, you know, the Expendables, Yojimbo, you know, like everything you can think of, you know, all based with this foundation of James Bond on it, and just kind of twist everything on its head and just have a blast making a comic without worrying about publishers, when it was going to come out, you know, how it was going to come out, those kind of things. And um, it just kind of took a life of its own, you know, and we just kind of worked on it for a couple of years together on our free time. And there was never, you know, so, I mean, the, the good thing about that is you, you do away with page rate that kind of takes away some of the, you know, there's no editorial control. We're doing whatever we want to do. There's no holds barred. Mm -hmm. You know, like you were talking about, or like the flashbacks yeah. from this, like, you know, anime manga style. And it's like one of those things where Hoyt just came and he's like, man, I want to mm -hmm. do something really crazy with these flashbacks. And I'm like, let's go for it. It's our book. Like, who's going to stop us, you know? And so that's that's honestly, I mean, it, it's just lucky happenstance where we're sitting next to each other at a show. That's all it was. Uh, I I think the, the the real thing to get from that mm -hmm. is the importance of cons. I mean, this book wouldn't exist without cons. Can you imagine how many books aren't going to exist oh, yeah. because of this last year? I mean, that that, that that hurts my head. I mean, I I actually got a twitch in my eye saying that out loud. Like that hurts my brain to think about. No one, the, I mean, we might not have had Yumi. We wouldn't have had Yumi if, you know, it was Corona oh, yeah. or COVID-18. 
or whatever, you know? It's, it's, it's crazy to think the importance of cons and to know that just by happenstance, you, you, you got sat next to somebody that also had a, a few moments of spare time and, ah, uh, man. I, 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 love <laughs> yeah, a, I love a good coincidence, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and it, it, it works so well, it really does. Um, so uh, this is 109 pages. Um, we're also gonna we do, we're here. doing it daily on social media, and that'll be an extra five pages that once we hit the 15K mark, which we did today. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Um, yes, congratulations. We're that in the book as well. So there'll be 114 story pages. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, uh, I, like I said, I haven't gotten to the end yes. here. Is this a complete story? It is. Awesome. All right. Because, I, I mean, uh, after 109 pages to, 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 to continue on, I mean, I, I, man, I, you must have a lot of... <laughs> Uh, a lot going on there. I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm digging the hell out of this. I, I, I'm really all over the place watching this. I'm looking at a certain fight scene here. Uh, this guy's face is just smashed in. It's just smashed in. What did she throw at him? Oh, yeah. I missed it. It's a grenade. That's what it is. She just, the, the grenade right in the face. And I love the animated just smushed in. That's what I love. I, it's so fun, man. It's uh, because it's... <sighs> I, I really think that there's not enough books out there that are like you said just you know we don't have any boundaries yeah. let's just do this let's just do this i think you're the first person that actually made something for yeah. this i mean in spite of boundaries that i've talked to you know it's 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 beautiful um uh, how much longer do we seven have on days? the kickstarter yeah, seven, days. seven days cool awesome man this is this this is great uh do you have I mean, after the the success of uh, your your first Kickstarter here, do you have plans oh, yeah. to do more Kickstarters? Yeah, Kickstarter, do you have more stuff in the and, and then, you know, like yeah. going back to what we were talking about with the pandemic, um, I don't think there's many creators and even some of the people that work at some of the companies that didn't have that, you know, when they started locking down stuff and Diamond couldn't ship comics and we didn't know what that was going to look like for a long time, we all panicked. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I don't have any other skills. Um, I guess I'll go work at Taco Bell. Like, I, there's nothing else I can do, right? Like, I mean, what are you going to do? And so what that did is it, you know, after you get after, after you fall past that immediate, like, shock of everything that's going on, you start thinking about, well, wait a minute, I need to evolve. And so what happened is Hoyt and I started talking, and we're like, you know, let's, let's, I think this needs to be a Kickstarter. You know, like, let's try that and see if that's a viable venue to, like, because as long as we make our money back, that's a plus, I mean, like, we win. Like, it, it's tough to do that in regular comics. And so if, we, if I can do Kickstarters, you know, two or three times a year and put out a book where I don't have to necessarily, like we discussed, worry about editorial or worry about, you know, publishing and, and just normal distribution. And it, it just opens up a whole new world for us. Because, I mean, we started talking, Brian, you know, he and I did a Kickstarter too. And, uh, and we started talking about, like, we had all these preconceived notions of what a comic book had to be, what size it had to be, how many pages it had to be. Um, and now we can do whatever we want. Like we can do any size we want. We can color it however we want, however many pages we want to do. I mean, if, if we want to put, you know, like when on this one we have metal covers, if we want to put metal covers on our comic, we can put metal covers on our comic. So now it's almost a little overwhelming because you're like, well, if I don't have any restrictions, what can I do? You know, and so there's a lot of fun to play there because, I mean, it's obvious, like, 
it'd be tough to go, okay, we want comic shops to pay for us to ship them metal covers. Or we want to do this oversized. How are, how are fans going to put it in a bag? You know, when you start talking about, you know, or how does it fit on a stand, you know, at a comic book shop when it's already kind of preconceived, you know, looking at your back wall, like what happens if it's not that size? But now, like, right, right, right. all those restrictions are taken off. There's no governor on this engine, you know, like, and so there's, I'm really excited about it, if you can't tell. I'm excited at the possibilities of what we might be able to come up with just to do something that's different than the normal avenues of putting out books. Uh, if there was ever a time to start shaking the boat, you know, it's it, it really is now. I mean, there's... Uh, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of pushback from any, like, uh, I think Scout, they're they're probably shaking the boat harder than anybody as far as the independent scene with what they're doing, um, partnering with media companies, Aftershock partnered with media companies and things like that, so all of a sudden uh, everything's just a little bit different, but it's it's better. I don't know why everything had to be, you know, marching in the same row for so long. Sure, it worked, but just think of all the stuff that we've, you know, missed out on because it didn't fit inside that very square box you know it's 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 strange to to really conceive but it's good to know that people like yourself are just you know screw this box we don't need this box uh, we could still make good things and uh, not just for the sake of being different but for the sake of growth you know you could inspire someone else to go on and do something better and then they you know it's it, it's it's important to uh, i don't know i like i said keeping this industry fresh and um uh, kickstarter I, I man i think it's the best thing to happen to comics i, I agree and I, and, you know i think you're and, you're dead on it it took a really hard kick in the pants for us we got complacent you know not even myself because i was like here's how comics work here's how you do it these are the rules you have to follow and everybody fell into that trap of like well this is what works let's not you know we're not sure anything else will work mm -hmm. and when you're talking traditional publishing, it's tough to test those waters because, again, like you have to sell 10, 20,000 copies for it to even pay for itself. Kickstarter gives us that ability to test something and see if it works with a, without having to sell 20,000 copies. Right, right. And, I mean, the, the beautiful thing is you'll know right off the bat if it's well-received. Because I mean, if, if it's... If it's, I mean, if they yeah. it's funded, then they want it. If, I mean, if if it's not yeah. funded, then on to the next thing. You know, there's either I I find that creators are wasting a lot less time because of Kickstarter. You know, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, having to knock out five issues uh, through, you know, to get to another publisher because they want to see five issues before they produce it, and you spend all these time and resources, and they put out the first one, it doesn't sell for shit, and then you cancel their book, and you got four issues yeah. that will never exist, but you, they exist to you. That was all your time and your money, and yeah, I mean, and so it's that's rough. I, it, once again, it's it's nice to see just mm -hmm. everything just brought. I agree. I'm I'm really excited about it all. I really am. Like I think the industry, you know, like I said, it, 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 that initial hit threw us all for a loop. But we all went. You know what? We can become better through this instead of just like running for the hills, and. I'm I'm excited about what I'm seeing everybody doing, all my friends and everybody. Like it's it's exciting to see everybody go. You know what? Let's up the game, and that's exciting to me. Like it's got me reinvigorated. Oh, man, that that's exciting as a fan to hear to know that the creators are reinvigorated after all of this. This is 
Uh, I don't know if you could tell. I'm yeah. really excited as a super fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do love this stuff. It is it is my life. It's what I live for. And uh, just seeing people like yourself take it as serious as you are, and at the yeah. same time having so much fun. I mean, this is this is what I want to see out of the creators of the things that I love. Um, you, you're, you're killing it here, man. I, I, I love what you're doing, Doug. I do. I, I can't wait for my listeners to get their hands on Yumi. This is this is great. Is there anything else oh, that you man. want to say about you? I'm always the, the worst um, salesperson on the planet. But like, like you know, we'll go back and we'll say, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. I think if anybody that likes a fast-paced, you know, like crazy Kingsman, you know, Scott Pilgrim versus the world kind of feel, like that's what we really went for, you know. And then we kind of threw like the Matrix and the Expendables and Yojimbo in the back seat and said, hey, let's go for a ride. So, like, if you're, you know, if you want to try something a little yeah. different, um, you know, it's, it's, I think we're trying to have a lot of fun with it, and it's got a really good message, you know, once you get to the end of the story and everything, and it, it, the good thing about it is it's is self-contained, so, you know, it's one buy, you can buy it, I think you'll enjoy the story. I believe you, I believe you, and there are some oh, amazing yeah. covers to go along with this, too. Um, uh, are yes. all of these available mm -hmm. through the Kickstarter, I would imagine? It's yeah. Incredible art here. I mean, just all over we get, the place we just got lucky. as far as style. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those it's... things where, you know, I think, you know, I can go on to a, a whole tirade of fear-based decisions, right? Like, you're scared to try something. Um, I've learned over the years to, like, not be scared to ask and just go, you know, hey, I wonder if Loish has time to do a cover for us. Loish, three million followers. Like, she doesn't need me, Right. But I would die to have a cover from her. We called her up and she said, hey, if you can wait till December 22nd, I'll do a cover for you. And we're like, we will wait however long you want us to wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll wait till the 23rd. And then um, Elisa, <laughs> I met her at San Diego a couple of years ago. And, you know, we just, I see her every year and we talk. And I said this year, not obviously this past year, but 2018, I said, hey, listen, I'm doing a book. Would you be interested in maybe trying to do some covers for it? And she said, yes. And again, like, you know, and then Chris Bruno, who I've always been a huge fan with, and he's a good friend. And and the fun, he he actually came to us because he, I guess Kevin Gardner, the the president of Twelve Gauge, he had shown uh, Chris the book, and Chris goes, "I want to do a cover." You know, so you know, it's like, of course you can. You're Chris Bruner. You know. Oh man, uh, this this Chris Bruner cover is oh, yeah. absolutely incredible. I love this so much. Oh man, you, you're. Uh, I'm gonna you, say it again. You're killing it, Doug. I'm. I'm loving everything you're doing. Um, I. Uh, be before I leave you, I have to ask you okay. two very quick, simple questions. I'm sure you've been asked a million times, but I, I kind of tightened it up just a little bit. Actually, I broadened it up quite a bit. Um, best protagonist in all of comics. Best, the best protagonist in all of comics. <sighs> yeah. I don't. I don't think you can argue Batman. I know. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's that's a pretty solid answer. I get it often, and yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to argue. Eighty years. I mean, there's other characters done. I love, and maybe yeah. even like more than I like Batman. But if you talk about one character throughout time who has stood the test of time and, and still resonates with fans, new and old, it's Bat. I mean, Batman still like, mm -hmm. it's, he's just he's like the perfect character. I, I I'm there with you. I, I he really is just the. Perfect comic book character is that is a, a great answer. Uh, what what about the other end of the coin? Um, what, who's the best shithead? Oh, my favorite comics? antagonist. Who's your favorite antagonist. Oh, 
Um, let me. I, I, I try to broaden but, it with the antagonist over villain because, you know, every once in a while, maybe, I mean, it's. I try to, yeah, you can go into indie comics and just expand it so much further. I mean, it, I don't know. I, and that's I, and why I think, I say you know, again, I'm going to be generic, but, you know, if you're talking uh, about the test of time, I mean, the Joker. I mean, it's, you know, he's insane. He's the exact yeah. opposite of Batman. Um, and what's cool about him is he's, he's terrifying, but he's not a physical villain. Like, it's not like, you know, you're worried about, like, you know, I think, right. you know, you and I sitting here, we'd be like, well, I might be able to take the Joker in a fight. Like, I mean, in a physical fight, I might be able to beat him. The problem is the missile game. Like, yeah, sure. The Joker's not going to fight me on my terms. Yep. So. Yeah, because while I'm fighting right. him, he's killing my yeah. dog somewhere. Yeah. You know, like, I so, lose. You know, like, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I'd have to agree with that as well. As, as so many other people that have been on the show have said the same thing. And I mean, that's. When it's that unanimous, or that close to being unanimous, it's for a good reason. You know, it's. The, the Joker is yep. a real terrifying badass, and he has stood the test of time. Even the people out there going, oh, not another Joker story. Yep. They're still buying the damn thing, because they're just as curious. And then, I mean, well, his yeah, look, I, I mean, you right know, the way him. he looks uh, is perfect, even the, over the years as he's, you know, evolved, he just gets cooler and cooler looking. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, yeah. I mean, again, there's plenty of other antagonists that I absolutely adore and love, but Joker is probably again. Oh, sure. I don't know how they managed to do this in the same book, but Batman and Joker are—they're—they're they're the top of the game. That's that's why mm -hmm. that IP is what it is. You know, that's uh, that IP is going to keep Warner Brothers and AT and T in business. Um, <laughs> that funny year prick and that clown are are going to make sure our cell phones are going to be able to continue to communicate with each other. Well, now that it's all said, it's and. That that's that that's heavy, and I mean it's, it yeah. backs up your answer entirely, uh, um, man, Doug. I, I've absolutely enjoyed every moment of this. I will be sure to have all of the descriptions to the links and the show notes so that people know where to get this. Um, I I am so excited to actually have this book in my hands. Um, well, do you I mean, have an estimated seen, delivery I mean, got date book, on this? You know, in a digital form. So it's ready to go. So all we need to know is how many to print. So, you know, I, you know, there's been some shipping mm -hmm. issues worldwide that could slow things down. You know, obviously we're doing metal covers and that kind of stuff too. Um, yeah. So as soon as we know how many, we can we can get it into print. The shipping right thing worldwide is a little weird right now. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's weird because of the pandemic. Um, so we hope to have it within, say, right. like six weeks. But that's, I think, that's case scenario. So. That's, that's a great goal to have. And that's, that's exciting, too. I mean, it's nice to know that once the thing's done, within a couple of months, you know, product could be in your hand. Um, I, I, I just, I actually just received an abundance of Kickstarters, and there was a few of them <laughs> yeah, in here. I, I was like, that. oh, shit, I forgot I about this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, sometimes it takes a while. You know, I can't fault him for it. I mean, I'm not mad. I know what I'm getting into, but to know that something's going to be delivered quick, that's, and, and we that's have, even um, more exciting. I mean, the good thing about so. the Kickstarter stuff is being able to deliver, like, the PDF and the digital rewards right out of the gate. So those will be almost immediate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, it just comes down to filling out backer surveys yeah. and those kind of things. But, like, it, it takes, you know, those will be ready to go the day after. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome.
Well, Doug, uh, do you have any social media oh, yeah. tags I mean, that you want the people to follow? It's easy to, to see my big old head on a lot of these. So, like, you know, if you go to Kickstarter, um, <laughs> Kickstarter, Facebook, um, it's Doug. Is it Doug? Period. I always get them confused. Doug Wagner thirteen. Um, Twitter's is Doug underscore okay. Wagner, and then Instagram is uh, Doug Wagner thirteen. So it's got a period or underscore, but I always forget which one it is because I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, the algorithms figure it out. You're, you're the most famous Doug Wagner, <laughs> so it'll be right at the top. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you again so much. Um, if uh, you have any more Kickstarters you ever want to talk about, okay. there's always a I microphone it, open for you on the other end here, man. I'm, uh, uh, this has been an absolute pleasure, and uh, hey, thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do for this industry. It's Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being on the show, dude. I really appreciate you having me on. Anytime, anytime. You stay safe out there. Thanks. about uh, very strange human interactions. This podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out The Real Brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane. Well, there you have it. Another Creator Has Been Cornered, episode 311 in the books. Uh, Doug Wagner, man. Once again, I feel absolutely awful. It took me so long to get this this gem out there. Um, <laughs> Yumi, Spy Fatale, Batty Royale. Um, oh, man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I, I, I really, it was a shame that our paths crossed after the uh, the Kickstarter, or not the Kickstarter, the Indiegogo was doing its thing, but... Oh man, it's it's on my radar. It's on my radar, and I'm glad that he still took the time to to chat. Um, I did notice in the audio for some reason. I think I was having some uh, some internet issues. I totally forgot about that. I it's kind of fuzzy. Like I said, it was not my best work on my end. Um, technically, you know, it's just it was it was a mess. It's crazy what what how big of a wrench uh, a one and a half year old, I guess two year old. Um, banging on the door can throw into a uh, <laughs> into a podcast. Once again, sorry I, if you noticed it. I'm, I, I really do apologize. Um, but it just, Doug sounded great. That's the important thing, right? Uh, the dude has an extensive, extensive background in comics, and yeah, man. If you don't know him now, you will. You will. Well, you definitely do now if you've made it this far. 
Um, if you have made it this far, remember, leave those five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can rate the, the show. Podchaser is great, too. Podchaser is pretty much just like the Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. It's like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb mashed into one, but for podcasts. So, um, yeah, man. And on that, you know, you can find the uh, hashtag the apocalypse list on there, too. You don't have to look deep. It's right there at the fucking top. So, um, well, almost at the top, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's up there, like second place, but yeah, you could change that though. All you have to do is click the little fucking heart on the apocalypse list on Podchaser and bam, skyrocket this list to his, the, the, the level it needs to be at, you know, um, so many things, so many things. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all though. That's all. Um, remember, I command that you, uh, stay safe and be responsible. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker, you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast.